0: once again to cortana's communiques the halo podcast a weekly podcast to discuss each episode of the paramount plus television series halo based off of the halo video game franchise uh most notably for xbox i am one of your co-hosts philip from the state of new hampshire in the us of a and with me in the state of new york hi this is mike mike how are you sir
1: i am late how are you phil
0: Uh, That's all right. Uh, I'm doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Good. Excellent. And in the province of Alberta, Canada? Hey, everyone. It's Sean. I hope you're doing well. Indeed. Indeed. For folks who have uh, stumbled upon us, uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It is a network of a handful of podcasts. Um, Basically, a lot of the co-hosts just work on different podcasts, but many of the podcasters are the same on various podcasts. Our main podcast is the Dark Discussions podcast, which is the original podcast, which has been around for 11 years. It discusses films such as uh, horror genre films and things of that nature weekly. It dissects and reviews and critiques. And again, you can find it weekly. We have an email at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, or you can just press the contact us uh, on the menu on the website and it'll open up a box for an email as well. If you are emailing this podcast here, just put in Halo or Cortana or something related to. The Halo franchise, and we'll know it's for the Katana Communiques podcast. And we will read your email on the podcast if you so desire to have uh, contact with us because it's always good to know who's out there and who's listening. Uh,
2: let's see, Sean, we have a, a Patreon thing or something. What's that all about? Oh, Phil, you always like to give me the challenge. Uh, so, Patreon is a way that so listeners can support. Uh, all your efforts across the Dark Discussions empire um, because you guys are doing this for free and there's a whole ton of costs that uh, most listeners aren't even aware of. So uh, Patreon is a nice way where you can uh, make a donation of sorts and also get rewarded for it. So basically what happens is you can put in $5, every $5 each month, you get to pick a movie choice and every quarter all those names go into the draw and someone will get their movie choice picked where you guys will do a special review on it. So it helps the podcast support it financially somewhat, and also gives the listeners uh, supporters a nice reward.
0: Indeed. So any uh, donations are appreciated. Um, So let's get into our discussion tonight. So uh, the Halo Uh, television series. Uh, It's now up to 70% uh, good reviews by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's uh, skyrocketed, uh, maybe 10 or 11 points in the past uh, 14 days. Uh, Though the user, or the user, I mean, my God, me and Barrett, we work at the same company. We always talk about users. What I meant to say is the audience uh, score has dropped from uh, about sixty seven percent down to fifty nine percent so the reviewers that's are going nice. up and the audience is going down. Well, we'll discuss that too, and why that probably is um so uh that's pretty much what I got for the general series for tonight's episode that we're going to discuss. It's uh, episode two, Unbound, which aired on March 31st, 2022. Today is April 3rd, 2022, and we are recording that uh, on that date for folks who are curious. Uh, But again, all these episodes are released almost immediately um, right after they're recorded. Uh, For the next few weeks, we will be recording mostly on Mondays and releasing on Tuesdays due to numerous things that are occurring on the sundays that we usually record uh for example easter sunday uh one of our co-hosts are going is going to a convention another co-host is going to new york city for the day another one uh is having a fantasy football i mean baseball draft so a lot of things are happening on these sundays uh the next four weeks so we're going to be pushing them to uh monday recording and whatnot so next week uh expect the new episode to drop on April twelfth of uh the podcast world wherever you listen to podcasts which you also can listen to on darkdiscussions.com this podcast. All right. So uh tonight's episode is called Unbound, directed by the same guy, Otto Bathurst, written by the same people, Kyle Killen and Stephen Kane. Um, and for folks who are curious, uh, Kane and Killen are the showrunners, at least for season one. Uh, I believe season two, uh, they're going to be different showrunners. It's already been announced. Um, all right. So I guess we can go around and discuss uh, what we felt about the episode and whatnot. So I will start with you, Barrett.
3: Um, I like this episode. It was not nearly as exciting as the first episode, but they are giving a lot of um, background on – master chief and um so we'd know who he was going to see and uh all in all it was enjoyable um i thought it moved the story forward
0: okay sounds good uh for me co-host phil um yeah I, i i concur um i do wish um uh i i have not read the books and i know there's some out there and i think you sean you've you've checked out some of it but um I, so I can't talk about what's going on in the books. I only can talk about uh, the, the video games, and I just did start Halo, uh, the, the, the six six in the the main series, uh, Halo Infinite, I think it's called, and it's really good. Um, I do wish they had done something like Star Wars, where they just started us in the middle of the war, similar to what they did in the first game, um, the, you know, Halo number one. Um rather than having all this backstory and things um and i'm I'm kind of disappointed that they're they're making the the government evil yeah it it doesn't fit with the game um and I'm used to the game um so as a a fan of the game and the series of games uh without knowing anything about the books, um it is somewhat disappointing. However, as standalone, uh, not looking at it as part of the series, in other words, I mean, we know it's part of the series, but I mean, if if we just came in not knowing anything about the video games and just watching the series and um, so far, it's pretty good. And episode two is pretty solid, um, even if a little slow compared to the first.
1: Uh, I want to so, say
3: "evil" might have been too strong a word. I, they are very manipulative, and everybody has their own agenda. Let's put it that way.
1: I mean, very, probably, very governmenty. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mean, well, from what I understand, well, I mean, a lot of it. They the, is I'm in broad strokes. I, I don't know the details from my reading. The the you do have a rebellion of colonists. The Spartans are created to kind of put down the colonists, and that's when they run into this and you right you do pick up in the middle of it they don't really do the whole colonist thing uh at least in the first game which again is the only one i've played uh but that at least is at least in broad strokes there in the the background of the story um you're really dealing with three main government operatives right now right so it's really hard to tell how the whole government as a whole is ethically morally
2: this gets vibes like uh jumping on your uh point there mike it has vibes of what we had issues with the council or covenant or congregation from a discovery of witches where you have the people that we see in power who are manipulative as hell we have no idea about everybody else
0: right and that's the joke about kevin smith about you know the poor Slavs on the Death Star that had yeah. nothing to do with it. You know, <laughs> but either way, we'll, we'll get into all that well, in a moment. Let's just Most, the, most
1: of the most of the audience are not people in power. And so it's really easy to make people in power the bad guys without offending the audience because most of the people in uh, the audience has some resentment towards people in power because we work for them or have been manipulated by them or aren't happy with what they're doing or at the very least it's not us. So it's always great to make the other the bad guys, so make the people in power the bad guy. You know, it's not like they're making right. the 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 average working uh, folks the bad people, right. which would piss right. off all the average working folk.
0: Well, well, we can we can get into all that after, but we still have to give our thoughts of on the episode. Uh, though, if we follow the the video game, the the bad guys are the Covenant or the banishing. Ban- well, it's one of the bad guys. Right, oh, and the flood flood then, too. I mean, I mean the humans aren't really that much of a bad guy, at least in the video games, to my knowledge. But we'll we'll get into all that. We still have to give our thoughts on the episode.
2: So let's go with you, uh, Sean. Uh, I was going to say I liked this episode more than the first because there was more character stuff, I guess. So that was kind of nice. Um, I also, for myself, I enjoyed the, like, Bokeem Woodbine and Burn Gorman. So getting to see them was nice in the episode. Um, and uh, the one thing, it doesn't wreck anything, but uh, music at the end of the episode really gave me a vibe of Daft Punk's musical score from Tron Legacy which I don't know if that was intended, but that's what I picked up on. And I, for me, I love that soundtrack, so I'm not against that. <laughs> so,
1: All right, sounds good. Uh,
0: Mike?
2: Yeah, I, I
1: agree exactly with what he said. Uh, one, I didn't actually notice elements of the, I've completely forgot to mention, of the uh, Daft Punk Legacy score last week, and even more so this week. And it is absolutely one of the most brilliant scores of the last 10, 15 years. So, yeah, um, if you're gonna rip off something, that's that's a good one to rip off. Um so yeah, and I actually did like this one more, I think than or I don't know if I liked it more than last week, but I found it went surprisingly fast given the lack of action. Yeah. Uh I was kind of like when we got I could tell we were coming to the end of the episode, I was thinking, was this only like a a thirty minute episode? Because there are things like um, Ash versus Evil Dead and The Mandalorian that have done only thirty, thirty-five minute episodes. So I thought maybe to keep the budget down, these were short episodes. Nope, this was a full, you know, fifty-minute episode or so. Um, I don't know why. I just really got engrossed in it, and the 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 background filling. Um, you know, a lot of that's going to come down to the the writing, the editing, everything moves very quickly. They dump a lot of information on me without feeling like uh, without me feeling like it was. Uh, Lecturing to me, or having you know exposition boy standing there and telling me everything that's going on. So uh, I yeah, I really liked it.
3: All right. Sounds good. And but to tack on to that score thing you're talking about at the end, I think though one of the more powerful aspects of this show is the score in general. I think they do a really good job with music, which is very important.
2: Well, it's, I seem and, to and notice that more in honest. this episode, though.
0: And to be honest, the, the the game series has a really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know originally that was one of the things that people were having some issues with uh, with the first episode. But the second episode is slowly moving into the soundtrack that you hear in the game, uh, whether that was intentional or not uh, or or what. But uh, I think they may be going that way. And then showing the trailers to my daughter. Uh, this evening, uh, they used a lot of the game music as well. So I'm just hoping that to at least appease some of the fans of the this game that they're going that route. Now, Sean, you were saying something?
2: Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to add, add, like, Barrett, that I I noticed the music much more this episode than yeah, I did the first one. And that's where I'm like, as I said, when I picked up at the end, I'm like, oh, man, like, that really sounds yeah. like Daft Punk's trot and Legacy. then and, and, yeah, I'm like I have no complaints about that. Like anything it has sent, I mean. So
3: <laughs> when they were moving through that asteroid field, they just were doing the music really well. There was just it was about well it. placed. It wasn't just yeah. like
2: all there. It was just it was picked at right points. So
3: that yeah. was another yeah. like the special now,
2: effects again were great. But now,
0: <laughs> now what is, is Daft Punk uh, for someone that has no idea what that is except for they me. did
2: like electronic stuff for okay. two or three decades, and they were they did. Lots of awesome stuff if you like that kind of thing. So,
0: yeah, are they, where are they from? You, are they, uh, like, from, from France.
2: York? Yeah, I figured they were from France or, or German. And they're or like something. they're known because their big their gimmick was that they would wear these like really crazy masks, like helmets, and you would never see their faces. Okay, so you would just see their their masks. So, all right, um, all right. So uh, this episode here.
0: Uh, let's see a quick synopsis. Um, I don't have much but uh without reading the, the whole wiki but basically it's uh our hero and uh Kway- Kwayan, um flee and they uh, are on their way to an old friend that may be able to help the master uh, chief in some way, and uh, we'll talk about how he'll help and all that. But uh, where do we want to start? What do we want to get to?
2: Anyone? Anyone want to start? I would just like the special effects were great. Well, I, oops,
0: sorry. Well, actually, Sean, Sean, let's talk about something more specific to the plot. Because, yeah, you're right. Okay. The special effects are fantastic. And, and we'll we'll talk about each of the special effects as we get into various <laughs> plot items. But um, what about, what about uh, the flashback scene? What, Sean, why don't you talk about that?
2: Uh, well, it was interesting because they show basically uh, a point when Master Chief is obviously much younger in training and one of his cohort is leaving because they don't like the system. And he's basically put into a moral choice of what does he do? Does he let this guy go or does he either capture him or kill him because... You're not supposed to go rogue, right? You're not supposed to leave. So it's like, hey, well, right? Yeah. So he's given that choice, and even at that point in time, he goes kind of between making the either choice specifically, and that has ramifications down the road or whatever. But um, it gave you a little bit of the moral um ambiguity, um, ambiguity, uh, ambiguity that you will get. With this character, as opposed, you know, when we realize or start to understand just how much of the control from their pills that they're taking, so that they basically you're not supposed to be making much, you're not supposed to be thinking and making lots of decisions, right? You're not supposed to be feeling, right? right, Right? The ultimate soldier kind of thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. Because these are these soldiers here, meaning the Spartans are think of, I guess, U.S. Marines, but even more um uh what, what was a, a nice term uh more uh in into into the job without uh choice in a sense right i mean because they're supposed to be kind of um not to make decisions. Uh, or, uh, you know, moral or amoral decisions. Well, they're supposed to follow a thing. Yeah, go on, Mike.
1: Right. Well, I mean, they we know that they're um, modified, biologically, technologically modified. And this is basically giving us a backdoor into saying that the modifications that have been done to them are not permanent. Um, Master Chief expresses surprise that he has a son. Uh, and so maybe they think that they're I don't know if they're impotent, infertile, or something, or if it's just that they don't have uh, any. Because he says, you know, he has, doesn't usually feel, so maybe they just don't have any emotion or passion, which is going to be something is usually needed as sire or a child. Uh, regardless, that lets him know that whatever they have done to him can be reversed. So we're not talking about a completely hopeless situation for the character, and clearly part of the story arc for this season is him going to be getting his humanity back.
0: Right. Right. Now I don't, I don't know how any of this fits into the, if it is supposed to ever meet up with, with the game master chief, or if it's just going to be a completely different master chief than the character that we know from the game. I'm not sure where they're going to
2: go. I think this is supposed to be set a hundred years before the, the game. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was that's what I read somewhere. So All
0: right. So the question is, is so, that the same Master Chief that we see now? Is that the same one a hundred years yeah, later? That's a big question. Yeah, I don't know. And and if so, um I guess a hundred years can, can change a person or an individual to be who they are in the game. So that's a long time. But yeah. Um all right, so I th- I think they f- they got a, a good way, even though I think based off of what I saw in Trail of Three, because I showed that to my daughter tonight, um, they were able to get Qui-Han out of the Kwan? picture. What, how do you say Kwan. it? Quan, Quan, Quan. Okay, I so see. I'm I'm pronouncing it based off of how it's spelled on Wikipedia, which is like two oh. words, and yeah, but Quan. I'll just go Quan. Thank you for correcting me. So Quan, they're able to get rid of Quan. Because I'm, I was curious, is like how are they going to deal with Kwan? Because there's no way they could have a child as a sidekick, especially uh, any human for that matter that does not have armor and whatnot. You die. <laughs> you I mean, mean you, you clearly saw not what seen
1: Star Trek: Next Generation, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, it's it's not hard to have children sidekicks. They do it all the time. They're just really fucking annoying.
0: No, I'm talking about in in the world of Halo. Because as we saw. <laughs> The in the games, you, there's no way there, there could be a child. But in this, well, you keep the kid on the it, ship. It,
1: but it, you put and, and them in the person it, in the chair or something. Have them sitting on the ship with Cortana. There's ways to do it if they want to. It's just really weird to introduce the character this way and then sideline her. So I don't think we we've seen the end of her. No, no well, we,
0: we 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 don't because we we. I see in the the trailer for episode three that she's back. But the thing was, I felt was it was a good way to get her side tracked or or removed from what I'm assuming would be, as we saw her her whole army of humans got wiped out by uh, elites, you know, her family, her her father and everybody else. So to have her along as a sidekick without, like you said, Mike on the ship, staying away, it would have been kind of unfortunate um but she doesn't seem like a kid
3: to me though you know i mean i know she's young but she doesn't i, I don't know
0: i don't get the right. kid vibe right well it, well it, you know and that's the thing with these with any human whether it's a kid or not she's not
1: she's, a I get the sense she's
0: like a late teen yeah yeah, like
3: a, yeah. but she's so. seen quite a bit in one day that most people don't see their entire lives
0: so yeah that's true yeah <laughs> That's true. Um, so, but either way, that they they're at least getting the, her away temporarily, even though she's still going to have a huge part based off of what I saw in Trilla Three um, for Episode Three. Was
3: I the only one surprised that he went
0: back? I did not see
2: mm-hmm. that as his plan. No, I wasn't surprised actually. Well, uh, okay. It, well,
0: I, again, you know, now I just started, like I said, Halo Infinite. Uh, the game, and, and so it's all coming back to me, all the other Halos, and it it didn't surprise me that he, he went back either because, again, that's how he, he's with the Marines. He's he's part of that whole group, you
2: know? And, he doesn't have any connections to anyone else, right? Like, that's the yeah. whole thing, is that, like, that, and they show in this episode, right? Is that, like, his friend Soaring has a whole other life away from the Marines, whereas... The only thing, he, the only people he has that are outside of the the, the UNCS or SCE, whatever, uh, is Kwan and his friend Soren. He has no other contacts with anyone outside of the the military, right? So, it, it's where would he go otherwise?
3: I don't see what his plan is, though. I, I mean, he goes back, he gets taken, and now he's in trouble. <laughs> well, oh, he just doesn't, you know what?
0: he doesn't. Oh, go. Cool. Oh, I was just going to say that I think his plan is always to have stayed with the U. And oh, he was just SC. trying to save
3: her and get her out of there.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. all. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. That would make that's, sense. That's my guess.
1: Right. Because that's the whole reason he broke was that he got the Order 66 or whatever it was last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Um, where he has to kill the Jedi. And, <laughs> you know, and he decides he doesn't want to do that. Right.
0: Yep, exactly. And
3: that's kind of what make, made me think evil initially on the government, because it's like their first thought was to kill her, not to uh, do anything else. It was we got to take her out. Right. So right. That's well, why if, I jumped with that word. But it's probably too well, strong a word.
0: Well, opportunists you
2: know, would be acceptable.
0: Well, yeah. you, you know, I, I mean, again, you know, most governments, unfortunately, have have their their issues. But based off of the games. Um, I, I never felt this government was necessarily a, a bad government, you know, or, or gray. So well,
3: that's part of being in the game, right? Because you're the you're supposed to be the good guy when you're playing. Because you're playing, you're in the game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. So, or 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 the game never intentionally had the government is bad, and, right. and now as they're expanding with these other things, whether it's books or shows, they're making the government, I guess, more filled out. Yeah, you know, you know, but I don't know. But again, you know, once once someone makes a, a creative property, and then they lose control of it because it becomes owned by a, a giant conglomerate, you
2: know, those things change all the time, as as we know, you know. Yeah. Um, I will say, if you're gonna question about someone about evil, the Doctor Halsey, yeah. <laughs> she's evil. Well, because well, she doesn't like, see herself as evil, that's for no, sure. she doesn't yeah, but again, <laughs> you are the hero of your own story, right? So but she's evil she's like, explain so she's, look, because
0: she's abusive. Like she's
2: abusive. Because she's of how the control that she has over Master Chief, right? No. Where you're putting him through all the stuff, and then when he's trying to explain at the end of the episode his story, she's just kind of like, Yeah, 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 no.
3: Dismissive, <laughs> whatever. And
2: just <laughs> And just – and when we know what her actual – like an idea of her motives are, which is that she will throw anybody under the bus for her goal, that makes me think she's evil because she doesn't have – seem to have a line at this point where well, she's shown any real empathy for anyone.
3: Well, <laughs> she did be, send them to protect him.
2: Well, but, but I, I think it's not – I, I don't think it's out of I think it's – oh, well, sorry.
0: I was just going to say that Admiral Paragoski – and um, Captain Keys actually wanted to pull the trigger and kill a girl, while the Doctor Halsey, even if she is gray as well, never wanted to kill the girl. So, how, you know, it's a degrees of evil, maybe, or or greatness. Well, and that's fair.
2: It's I, the way I was yeah, thinking I, about it, though, was that when she is caring about for instance like barrett was saying well she went sent the other spartans to protect master chief i don't think it was because she cares about him it's about it's what he's an she's invented yeah, she's he's invested invested an in him and what is what he's worth to her it's not or because she has some genuine love or care for him right and that's what i'm just thinking is that whatever degree of evil she's on she's on, she's on evil. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I mean, like selfishness, right?
1: I, I think with the with the Admiral, I can make an argument, at least at the moment putting good evil aside, there's a pragmatism there. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. it is pragmatic to have killed the girl rather than have her upset, you know, the plans and but spreading her own propaganda, right? She was coming coming back going to tell stories about how the government killed all the uh, the people in Miranda. Not Miranda. Um,
2: Miragol or whatever it is? Miragol. Uh, Miragol. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, yeah. Madrigal. Madrigal. Uh, Madrigal. that's it.
1: that's it, yes. Uh, which is not the family from Encanto. It doesn't matter. Th- Continue. Man. Anyway, um, <laughs> but that's how I remember it. Anyway, so – there was a practical reason to do it, right? Maybe if she had been playing ball, they weren't going to kill her. You know, they didn't try to kill...
3: She did me. kind of threaten them, right? Like yeah, you're saying. she did. Yeah.
1: Now, okay, it's, we see her as a girl. She sees her as a threat, you know, and as a terrorist. So, again, I'm not necessarily justifying it. I'm not saying what they were doing was right. There's things to do besides kill her. You know, they didn't have to put the gas pedal all the way to the floor right away. Um, there's incremental steps I'm sure they could have done, but, um, (laughs) you know, at least I could see a pragmatic thing. That's not, you know, uh, just going out of your way to kill somebody either. Um, just not going out of your way to help them, uh, help them. Um, so with, uh, the doctor, we questioned last week, oh, she saved master chief. No, she saved master chief. Now we know the whole reason she saved Master Chief was to give us Cortana. She's got that special project she wasn't supposed to be doing. And you can see the look on her face and look on the Admiral's face, because the Admiral has just told her to destroy the clone a few hours earlier. Said this project is shut down, told you it was shut down, destroy that thing. You're not doing any of these projects. And she has now manipulated everybody into, hey... I've got this special secret project that could help us control these guys who have gone renegade. Ta-da! And the Admiral realizes she's been badly played. Uh, the audience realizes, hopefully, that this was all an excuse to get Cortana there. And she doesn't really give a shit about Master Chief. She was using him as a pawn, um, as an advantageous pawn, right? So I don't think she helped him per se right it just she saw an opportunity and ran with it to facilitate what he did she didn't help him break free but once he broke free she used him and and manipulated events to benefit herself and benefit this program that she wants so that's where she is again and what's her morality well has anyone died because of what she's done
2: not that we know of yet
1: Right. Not that we know of yet. We actually know that Master Chief (laughs) was helped, that Quan was helped, that probably, you know, there may have saved some people on the, the airfield there if they had tried to kill Master Chief. But I don't know that any of that factored into her brain. What we do know is that she's manipulated everything to get her experiment approved.
2: I would I feel that if she was an aliens, she would be friends with Carter Burke. They would get along famously. <laughs> I don't I don't know yeah. who that is. Alien I don't know what that uh, was Michael Reiser's character in Aliens? Oh, okay. okay.
1: I was I was actually Paul thinking Reiser. of um, I was yeah. actually thinking of Dick from yeah. Robocop and okay. uh, Miguel Ferreira from the Robocop, yeah. right? <laughs> when the like but, like actually Miguel Ferreira, right because when the Ed two oh nine goes down, there's Miguel Ferrer like, Hey, I've got a new program called Robocop. Better. Yeah. Right, and and that's what she's doing. It's like, hey, I've got the replacement program for Master Chief right here, Cortana, <laughs> and she has communique's. She does. <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, she's definitely um, working in the government as a power struggle for sure. Um, but at at this point, I don't see her degree of evenness as as much as the quote unquote pragmatic admiral who could have just had the girl arrested and 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 hidden instead of executed you know so it de- it depends on um how you want to look at, at it you know and and how how it all is but
2: um I think the other aspect I was looking at is that she's very much living up to the mad scientist that she'll do anything as the mad scientist. So it's that idea of that. You're, you're so devoted to your work that you're not considering mother implications or possibilities as or ramifications as part of it. Cause you're just trying to, to get to your goal. And in that sense, that that's where I kind of like, if we're going to degrees of able, that's where I kind of like put her, right. I guess. Well,
0: Well, you know, that's the thing. If if the Admiral wasn't such a a POS, I, I would probably agree even more. But if you're in that position and you're warring against other POSs, then it doesn't matter. Now, if the Admiral was a good soul that did things morally as well as pragmatically, and then Halsey pulled the crap she did then I would say, yeah, she, she's evil because she just backstab a good person. But again, we're talking about a person that you could argue is amoral or immoral for that matter mm-hmm. in the Admiral and therefore ha- making the Admiral look like a fool. Uh, it doesn't matter in my opinion, because it's like, well, you, you know, I'm, I'm doing something unethical to make someone else look like a fool f- for my own project, you know? So, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you, you we've seen it in in many movies and, and and even in real life where where um stuff like this happens. And so I'm not at that point yet that Halsey is evil. Now, in the video game, she's very gray. There's no doubt about it. Um but but based off of what I saw here, she hasn't done anything in my opinion that is horrendously evil because the things that she's done that are bad, so far in my opinion, has been against other bad people. But, that's just my opinion.
3: Yeah, and manipulating them to get her project done. Yeah, I I kind of agree.
2: It's more like the insidious stuff that like, we dealt with uh, Jiberg in Discovery of Witches, right? Where he isn't openly doing stuff. It's all the behind the scenes that you end up finding out, right? And that's kind of where...
0: Well, the difference between him though, and Halsey at least at the moment, is that Javert in that television series was actually doing bad things, not just to other bad people, but also to good people.
2: Well, this is the thing is, because we don't know what her testing is based on, right? We don't know True. if people are willing to volunteer or yeah. anything, right? So it's just, it's all, it's like going all off. On the right.
1: Or whatever, so I mean, there's, there's amorality, which may be where the doctor is, and you know, to me, amorality is really not any different than immorality, um, because if you're not concerned about morality, then then you're immoral, right? I, mean, I would
0: concur with that
1: statement. Yeah. Um, so there's that, as opposed to the pragmatism of the admiral, and like you said, there's a lot of instances in the real world, you know, where we can talk about. Uh, all sorts of compromises that people have made for good or ill in the name of a greater cause and things that are maybe more morally ambiguous. And, you know, we've certainly had the debate over the last uh, 80 years over, you know, the dropping of the A bomb and uh, the use of. Um, you could talk about the original use of chemical warfare in uh, – by the Germans in World War I, and you can talk about – Landmines. The use of landmines, right? You can talk about – you know Currently. <laughs> yeah, you could talk about what – the Russians know, are leaving. Right. You have the – well, you have the Russians as a naked aggression, but then to what degree is the – are the Ukrainians justified? How far are they allowed to go? Right. right in counterattack and so you get that with any kind of insurgency like what are legitimate targets versus illegitimate targets against an occupying force what you know and these are all really shades of gray area There is the um you know the i can't remember the name of the city that churchill allowed to be bombed because he didn't want to give dresden. away that we'd broken the german code dresden that with dresden oh right? oh,
0: oh oh you mean you mean uh his own, oh, yeah, right, right. You mean in the UK, not, not in the not, UK, right? They yeah, they had broken yeah, right,
1: the right, German right. code, they yeah. knew that a um, that, they that, that the, the Luftwaffe was, was, was coming was going to bomb a, an English town, and if yep. they had evacuated the town, it would have alerted the Germans they had broken the code and would have given away right. a massive advantage that the British had. On right. the other hand, you know, they could have let the town be bombed and maybe have ensured victory against the Germans. So what do you do? And that is a no-win scenario. And gotcha. and you can make those arguments. I don't know, I don't know enough about what's going on in this world and what is on the Admiral's plate and what she's dealing with to say whether she's in the same circumstances. Um but you know they are fading, facing an alien threat that is probably looking to exterminate humanity. So I'm thinking if it's like you know things like kill a little girl to save all of humanity yeah maybe well, it's
0: debatable if if killing the little girl uh if the girl, little girl was really that much of a threat up oh, to the government
1: right and, and you can make those arguments but i also understand you know hey maybe we don't take those risks
0: well and and that's that's where the the show is going which is making the Entire government, whether it's the scientific side or the gov- uh the the command military side, or even even the, the political side, it, it's making it look um kind of negative.
3: Well, she did kind of do that to herself though by threatening the government. So, I mean, that's partly I, you can't take all the blame on the government there.
0: Well, that's true. That's true, and, and that's why I was saying maybe they could have just locked her away somewhere or. Uh, or, whatever, yeah. or shipped her off, you know, or something, but that, that's, you know, that, that's, uh, if, if, you know, they really wanted to go into a, a different storyline, I guess, but obviously they wanted it to go quick, which is just get, eliminate the girl and we can move on and not worry about. Yep.
2: This issue. You could also question about both their actions of bringing in burn uh, Gorman's character, right. Who's supposed to be the one who takes over Madrigal. and, yeah. It's like he's he's evil. Yeah, he's not nice. Um yeah, but he that's why you get Burn right? back, right? Yeah, no, Burn well, Groyman is great. Well, well
0: oh he's a great yeah, he always plays these roles, unfortunately, but but he's great doing it. But definitely the problem is is yeah, what there this is another thing where they're definitely showing that the quote unquote government or uh, the federal government or whatever this UN SC is is bad because they're Letting there's this UNSC collaborator named uh, Venture Graff, played by Burn Gorman, and he's a rebel that didn't necessarily agree with the rebels in power and wanted to either make a truce or end the rebellion and become part of the federal government again or whatever. And rather than make him just be someone that felt, felt differently, they decide to make him. A psychopath, and you know, similar yeah. to what we would see in in Nazi Germany or something, where they or line the people up, times. or in current times, where they line up people and they just shoot you because you were on okay. the opposite side than on them. Um So they're definitely going there. They're definitely going there. And when I say going there, quote unquote, there, the, I mean they're definitely going where if, with a message of trying to say that certain people are better than other people morally in this show i feel
1: and well i was I wondering if this is like
2: all that. some like super red herring where we're all seeing down the road that this was all from a different perspective and it all makes sense but in the moment it sure does not give you a warm fuzzy feeling about them or their intentions because it seems or like just, getting it's
3: this... just for drama
2: or well, an instrument for two as well but but because they, the big thing is trying to get the hydrogen uh stuff the reserves right yeah, or did I hear yeah, that, that, that wrong a, it's yeah, it's so, um
1: deuterium they're trying to get deuterium, oh, deuterium yeah. which is uh heavy hydrogen isotope but uh i did the math last week you get like a couple of grams every out of every liter of water on earth so i don't know how much they need but All right. and what what's, a lot what's, of water what it? on earth what what is it it's it's
0: what what's the the thing used for, the, this mineral or whatever?
1: Uh fantasy. Know. It's it's in theory you it's um a stable isotope of hydrogen usually probably is better used for nuclear power, probably for fusion. Uh normal hydrogen has one proton, no neutrons. deuterium has one proton, one neutron, so it is twice as heavy as regular hydrogen. Okay. Um but otherwise it's just hydrogen. The only difference is the weight. Gotcha.
0: Okay. And it actually exists, correct? It does actually exist. Yeah, based off of, like you said, the, the atoms and so forth. So, um, okay, so that's what they want from this planet. Yeah. Yes. Okay, gotcha. All right, now where were we going with that? You were saying, that was that you, to Sean, talking,
2: or was that you? Well, yeah, so it was because, I guess it's a primary fuel source. Okay. And so that's why they were trying to get more of it. And I guess with the rebels in control of the planet, they don't have access to it. So once you get the rebels out of the way, and then you get a collaborator in place, everything's flowing again. All
0: right. Yeah, and I used this example once on Dark Discussions podcast, and I think you'll remember this discussion, Mike, because you 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 agreed with me, and we're talking to this with Eric, which is now if the I think it's the Jordan River, it um, flows through Jordan and then through Israel and whatnot, and if Jordan decided to dam up the river back. Back, back in the day. Um, sorry, Siri was talking to me for some reason. Um, if Jordan decided to block up the river and prevent the river from flowing into Israel, Israel would technically have the right, depending on your perspective, to go into Jordan and bomb the dam and have the river Come again.
1: Blockades are considered an act of war, right? Block, right. Blocking yeah. resources when people—I don't like—we've seen uh, recently with Ukraine. People have suggested, well, we should make Ukraine a new no-fly zone. Not understanding that means that we would have to shoot down Russian planes, and that means that it is a—it is basically an act of war against russia and would bring drag the united states into a shooting war against russia and if you had told them that most people would probably have said no never mind right Right. um any kind of blockade like that cutting off of resources blocking trade routes blocking shipping routes is considered an act of war
2: well and that's what russia's intending to do with ukraine right is cut their access off with the black sea and then cut off the dnieper right so that from well, all those points and right, well, Ukraine to do that
0: right sorry right no no, no and that, that's fair that's fair but but you know we're we, i don't want to get into politics yeah, yeah, yeah. about about the war even though uh, i think everybody here would say we all support ukraine but uh back to this here so when the rebels decide to cut off the resources to the unsc technically that's an act of war and so the unsc technically has a right to then reinvade the planet because the rebels are intentionally holding away um, resources that were probably originally found and mined by
1: the UNSC. So that's where I'm not sure. Maybe you picked up on more detail than I did Um, because here, the idea is that in their perspective, it's their colony and they're stealing it right and while you are i'm you assuming
0: know, that the colony was created to originally mine
1: right and this is where the these things place. get yeah. sticky but like you know if you are uh, a colony of an empire and they are stealing your resources without adequate compensation for right. what they're you get, taking you yeah the then, a. then that's a completely different thing than you know when you know it's if all of a sudden um a country just you know raises its oil prices within reason that's not the same as cutting it off or you know quadrupling the price of whatever the resource is um if they're just trying to get market value and so some of these things are really really questionable um i am obviously way more you know uh likely to be on the side at what little we know basically because of Gorman's character that I'm going to be more on the side of the colonists here, but we don't know what the situation really was beforehand. Uh, We are – especially Americans are a little bit, for obvious reasons, predisposed to liking rebels. Um, So I don't know. I mean this is a very – there's a lot of complicated things here, and we're like you know, elementary school children first learning about the issues of the world and saying, well, why can't it be this way? Why can't it be that way? Now, maybe they will not ever get beyond that very uh, childish and cartoonish version of it. Maybe they go in more in depth. Um, I've mentioned in the past the TV show um, The Expanse, which is another a science fiction show currently on Amazon. That really gets very deep into that that politics and everything is morally gray and I, that's your thing. I certainly recommend checking out that show. I don't know if Halo wants to go there because, given the uh, it, it's it's you know it's a based on the first person shooter video game, but we'll see. Okay, now, so yeah,
0: Mike, um, yeah, we just don't know uh, enough. You you were saying uh, just offline because we had to uh, pause for a second that. We don't, we just don't know enough, right? About the background. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I mean, to, to see whether or not the actions being taken by certain people in the show right now are justified. The easy thing to do is just look at it and say, yeah, it's a fairly, it's a, Video game show—it's not going to be very morally complex, and these people are, are terrible human beings. And that is almost—and if I had money, I'm putting going all in on that, right? That they're going to be bad people. Uh, but maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they'll—they'll they'll give us some depth. Who knows? Indeed, indeed. Though, though,
0: yeah, because you know, originally what we were just talking about when I think about it was we're talking about um, the rebels and and all that and and. You know, did they have the right to to cut off the UNSC? And then, of course, you know when the UNSC does their bad things, you know whatever, and so on. But the what about what about um, this planet that, or whatever it is that um, um, Sauron 066 happens to live
2: at the Rebel. It's,
0: Yeah, it's kind of like like a a Tatooie where there's no real government and everybody's quote-unquote free and stuff. But unlike Tatooie, there isn't an empire there that's just looking around, nor is there uh, as much death uh, by people just being assholes killing each other. So I don't know what they're trying to say. Are they trying to... Is this just a political statement?
1: Well, this is this is Robin Hood and his merry men living in the in Sherwood Forest, yeah. out of the rich uh, reach of evil King John or Prince John, right? It's you know that yeah, this idea right. has gone on forever, which is that once you remove these people from the government, you know that that they're they're going to be uh, the world is going to be so much better, and you know it's it's really easy to do that in a work of fiction.
0: Yeah, sure. Especially one that's huge like this. I mean, with with Robin Hood, you know, it's only a handful of people. So it's a little different than, like, this is probably like thousands, right? Two, three thousand people, maybe more. Right. What's your thoughts on that,
3: Barrett? Um, This community. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the community in the Expanse, the Belters. Um, Right. They're they're outside of the normal government and they're, um, you know, how they get whatever they get for resources is a question. Hmm. I don't know that we know that yet. Um, we don't know if they're, you know, doing criminal things to get resources or what or how they maintain this community. So,
1: well, they do say,
3: I think, that
0: they're pirates.
3: They did. There I was a one line.
1: Down. All right. Okay. So that means
0: steal from the rich. Oh, well, actually, pirate can mean steal from anybody right, right. Yeah.
3: exactly so that means they could be um yeah taking from everybody and growing this community um i don't know i thought it was pretty interesting that he went and created that after leaving um the spartans uh i thought it was kind of a neat backstory for him to have created this and he's created a whole family and has a kid and yeah it was it was kind of a neat backstory i liked it
1: yeah, I think any kind of society like that, though, the uh, you will inevitably um, end up with its own set of rules because people just can't live without them. Yeah. Because there's always someone who's going to be a dink, right? There's always You're going right. to be somebody who wants to shit in his neighbor's cornflakes. And somebody's going to say you can't do that, and then someone's going to say, "Well, there are no rules to stop me." And they're going to say, and at some point he's going to someone's going to cheat the
0: to... cards, and, and, right? And, 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 and enough and, people,
1: yeah. going to piss off enough people that people are going to say, "Okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we got, we gotta, we got to do it. Uh, we got to come up with some rules." You know, right. maybe not as heavy a hand, but I mean, think about, it. I mean, think about the, you know, you know, like the United States. We are a Overloaded bureaucracy, but we started out rebelling against a fairly soft-handed tyranny. When you really get get or get down to it, compared to you know what we've seen uh, in other places and other times, including by the way, the British government in other places. Um. Nevertheless, you know we we've we've turned around and we now have people chafing under our own rules and regulations and taxes, right? Because we rebelled against. You know the tobacco tax and the paper tax and the stamp act and blah blah blah. You know the tea tax. The tea tax, where all those those extra taxes. Um, and it, it's it's a it's a ongoing cycle. People chafe under the regulations. They get rid of the regulations and they go, oh shit, there's a reason why we have these regulations. Yeah. I take it back. I take it back. And then they end up going too far again. Now now,
0: uh, Barrett, we, me and you did an episode on. All right, what may phrase? A podcast on the stamp. Um, earlier, uh, like two years ago. And and as we know in that book, um, there is a group that are quote-unquote the good that move to Boulder, Colorado and form a government. And even then, that becomes bureaucratic and people get angry and disagree and whatever. And then finally, at the end of the book, two of the characters say, let's just leave because what we see it's just another government and it's better probably to live off the grid, meaning, you know, head to nowhere, Maine, and in this this case Bar uh, not Bar Harbor, um uh a gunklet. Um so my point is is I don't think anything like this could exist the way that this show or anybody is trying to portray, unless you wanted to get away from it yourself by living off the grits, because even Stephen King was smart enough to know that not everybody is going to agree, even if they're quote unquote from the good side, you know, that are following uh, um, mother, whatever mother, whatever her name was, instead of the doc guy. So, what do you? What's your thought on that? Do you think what Mike's saying is correct, and, and what the Stan and Stephen King was saying was correct? I think so. Um, but what about you? I- I mean, I have a hard time
3: believing that this society could exist for long as pirates because the government, they have to be living off of somebody else, which means they would be hunting them down. So it's hard to imagine it growing to this size. Um, It seems very big. uh, that's
0: That's a fair point. Now, what about the second point, which is could they survive? Peacefully together without a government themselves because they try to claim it's a free land. I
3: think that they have some structure, otherwise, he wouldn't be seen as the leader. So, there's a that's a good point, too. Even if it's not got a standard thing that you see, like a government, there's still a, a you know, people respect him enough to see him as the leader.
0: Yeah, okay. So, it's almost like he's gaslighting everybody, saying, Oh, yeah, there's no real structure but there actually is and everybody just kind of says, it goes with it because it's not intrusive maybe.
3: Yeah uh, otherwise they would have fired without you know they wouldn't have let master chief in there.
1: <laughs> yeah right. and I think with any anything like this I think someone made a good observation a long time ago. Yeah which uh, which is that a lot of it comes down to size of the community. Right. Um when you're dealing with your family you're really dealing with a kind of a a marxian ideal to each according to their needs and from each according to their abilities, right? You don't expect the infant to get out and get a job and pay their fair share. <laughs> right. Um,
0: it's a benevolent dictatorship. Or, right. You and know, you are you far more parents. likely
1: to open your door to uh, to a family member, right, to who's ha- falling on hard times and you are a complete stranger. It's right. as the community grows and you go and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you know fewer and fewer people as a proportion of that society, that trust isn't there that you need and to have some sort of a communist sort of society work. Um, and that's why you end up having all these rules in place. You can't be on honor code. right. You know, if you're, if you're, your uncle Mel comes and stays with you and he starts, you know, destroying the toilet on a daily basis, you can kick him out of your house, you know, but when you have people destroying the, the, the sewage system, in a town, you have to have rules and fines and, and laws set in place on how to deal with that.
0: Indeed. Now, what, what's your thoughts on all this, uh, Sean? Because uh, you know, you're know you a big fan of The Stand as well, and you, and you read what King was talking about where you have a small group of people in Boulder, and then it grows and grows and grows. And then people have disagreements, and people don't know everybody anymore and whatnot. So what, what's your thought on this quote-unquote, the ideal thing that in here is, is ruling and if it's even possible, without him really being the leader.
2: Well, it's... I, I don't know. I think it's like, even if you just look like, say, at your group of friends, right? You can come together, but you don't always agree on everything, right? You may have different perspectives or thoughts on things. Um, do you just walk away from them because you don't like it? <laughs> Or do you find a way to, like, you know, we may have differences or whatever, but we still get along in all these other things and go and cooperate or move from there, right? So it's, like Mike was saying, the idea of, mean, the bigger the group, the much more difficult it is to keep that tight-knit feel. And the more you're going, the more people you add, the more you're going to add the chance that there's going to be people who are going to dissent just for the sake of dissenting. That's all they need. It's just... They just want to cause some trouble, and that affects everybody else, and you have, like, how you respond to it, right? So, like, with the idea, like, King was dealing with in The Stand, I get the idea where this group starts at the beginning with all these very nice ideas, but then realizes that the monster gets too big, and then it's a question of do you want – do you find a way to deal with the monster or are you just – I'm going to go start a new one like Michael Scott. I'm going to make a new paper company, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, right, yeah, right, the, right, The
3: problem with what they did to me was that they have this brand-new kid and they're going away from all of society. And I'm not sure that's fair for the child, and they're losing all of the medical access they have because there are doctors there.
0: Yeah, so and the, and the Stephen King
3: that book. Yeah, that, that's always been my problem with that part of the idea, but –
0: Right, right. But but yeah, yeah, I mean, Sean, Sean has, has a few points there. Um, and and then, you know, you can even go further, which is eventually someone that is working their ass off in the in power company versus and the person that's cleaning up all the dead bodies in the stand are going to say, well, I deserve more rations, or I deserve a longer vacation or, you know, it, because it's, yeah. you know, and, and then, of course, yeah, so so you have to have some sort of structure. So I think you're right on the money, Mike. Um,
1: Oh, and by the way, the idea of community expanding, how much more expansive can you get than having interstellar colonies? Yeah. (laughs) Right, where people living on Madrigal are feeling completely uh, distant and removed from literally another planet, right, being ruled by some place many, many light years away. So – they have no loyalty to that, and have more loyalty to each other, and they want to control their own destiny rather than being beholden to the United yeah. Nations. Right,
0: right, yeah, and, and you know, Mike, me, me and you are big fans of the movie Forbidden Planet, and uh, and and that one, the community on on the Forbidden Planet hadn't been contacted in like three or four years when the the new spaceship comes to you know relief. And 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 the guy on, on the planet says, Yeah, we don't want you here. You know, obviously for different reasons, but but the point is, is like, you know, you don't have contact for three, four years. Never mind, like you said, light years away, Madrigal is gonna say, Why are we being ruled by some place far away? You know, so yeah, yeah. And and this this I think is more realistic in how it would probably be than say um Star Wars, you know, because here it's it's kinda like you know um south africa you know being run by the, the the british empire and yet back in those days you know it wasn't as easy to get there it would take days and on and on so so yeah that that's a fair point too you you lose you become your own distinct people right? you know i mean americans became their own distinct people even though they were originally british colony people and, and then a handful of immigrants from france you know, or leftovers like the, the dutch that were already there or the germans that came over but you become your own people you know so it's a, well, it's a fair point
3: and i think that this society is either at the point or close to the point where they're going to get noticed <laughs> if yeah, they, they are preying on ships around there so i mean at some point this is going to get Either, you know, they're going to have to turn differently or they're going to get attacked and destroyed.
2: I was going to say, adding on to it is like, look at the Federation, the idea of the Federation, right? Where Earth was in chaos and then they had first contact and then they like create a, you know, utopia situation. But then as you watch the different Star Trek series, it shows that the Federation isn't what it's all cut up to be, Right where there's good aspects to it, certainly. But again, it's like anything that you get. But it's run by crazy admirals. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all it takes is like you could have a good, you have a good regime that's caring and cares about the people and does everything right. And then all it, you need to get replaced and get a psychopathic person in. That's right. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Changes, right? So, I mean, something yeah. that could be good to at the start can always be corrupted, sadly. Right, right.
0: Yeah, 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 because they
2: I'd say
3: always is corrupted.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, because the, you know, uh, whether it's a sociopath, narcissist, bipolar, borderline, whatever, you know, all these these behavioral health issues that aren't registered as uh by the criminal judicial system as legitimate um uh mental health defenses, um, you know, those folk exist and you know and they say what one in 20 is a sociopath so if you add the narcissist and you have all these other personality disorders that are, are, are there you know suddenly you're down to one in eight or something you know and so all like you said uh sean all you need is one of those to pop up in in a power structure and and it's not good you know I mean, which we of
2: see, us is one of those in this group <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um all right so um all right, so we talked a little bit about Soren and all that stuff. Uh we talked a little bit about uh Madrigal and, and um uh Venture, uh doing his cleanup, which is basically he's assassinating executions. executions.
2: That's a rough scene. That's a rough that was scene. yeah, that's again that's yeah. not a kid's show. Well <laughs>
0: that, that was another scene that said, yeah, this I unfortunately not gonna be able to let my kids see this episode either. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Unless I fast forward it. Um <laughs> We can talk about his his uh, master chief's interaction with Wrath. Wrath. You mean the wife, right? No, no. Wrath was the guy who was like who had been had been taken by the the Covenant.
1: Yeah. And then oh, he was like right. all those yeah, people. That, was oh yeah, him. yeah, yeah. The guy, that was yeah. That's a cool scene. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's thing. Talk, like, talk
2: that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. The thing I was just going to say is that when he's talking to Rath and he has like a moment where he channels like Christian Bale, Batman from dark Knight, where I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that where he's kind of freaking out on Rath, um, halfway through the sequence. But I thought it was an interesting thing showing that like the people who have like had encounters with the covenant, and just the horrible um, consequences for it. And so it's interesting that this colony was taking these people in amongst all the other stuff or pirating and stuff that they're doing. So um, that was kind of an interesting aspect. I wasn't expecting as part of the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't fit with the, the video game, right? <laughs> That's for sure. Um. But, yeah, um, what, what do we want to talk about his – his, what he says to Master Chief? What, what, what was important about right? that? Yeah, he's, it's different. That he's different. He's different. Yeah. yeah, because they all try to – what we're finding out is that the artifact doesn't work
2: for anyone. I'll for anyone. The Chosen. The Chosen right. ones. Right, whatever that means. And
0: we don't know what that means yet. And we've discovered that Master Chief is most certainly one of the chosen people because when he touches the artifact, important things happen. Like, you know, it turns on the power of the ship or he sees things or glows or, or has some sort of power that comes out of it. While,
2: yeah, it says that energy wave or whatever it is.
0: Right. While Sauron or Quan or, or the, the ref, you know, if they touch it, nothing happens. Um,
3: yeah, and when he touched it, that huge energy wave that went yeah. out from him was kind of wild. I, I don't know what it did, but
0: yeah. yeah, I don't know
3: either. Got people's
2: attention, definitely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure did. Because yep. then that set off everyone who had been a victim of the Covenant, right? Yeah, because they all went, they all went off the the rails because of that. So, right. There's something else that we are not being told in this moment.
0: Yeah, and and if you play the games, it that doesn't help because there is no human interaction with the covenant. Well, at all. shooting them. Yeah, except for shooting. Yes. Exactly, exactly. There, there. You know, they. That's it. That's it in the game. Um. So it's not like some commu- any commu- real communication between the two. Um. So that was interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, any further things about Ref? He pretty much just told us what we already kind of knew, though, right? Which is yeah. that the Chief was is special when it
1: comes to this artifact.
2: Maybe it's just for the people who weren't paying attention.
3: <laughs> and he was crazy, this
0: that guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah sure this was. is really underlining. For those people who were maybe confused by what happened in the first episode, um... Uh, you know, that yes, that the reason there's a human with the covenant is because it's a human who can access the artifacts that makes that human special. It also makes master chief special, right? Right. That there's not a lot of them out there. And that makes him a, uh, a prize to be valued, a target now for the covenant. Yeah. If they ever figure that out. And by the way, if the UN ever figures that out, one um, thing
3: to note. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Finish
1: Not, your thought. No, I've lost it. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Um, one thing to note here, Phil, is all the cages. There's obviously some form of leadership because there were people imprisoned and there were a lot of them. There weren't just like one or two.
0: Oh, it's – so- yeah, sorry. So, so there's there.
3: obviously some leadership in this community that puts people there.
0: Right, right. And who who determines who's guilty? Right, yeah. exactly. somebody well, I, to- I
2: think – I don't think they like I think in those cases it's those people who have suffered whatever traumas that they have right and so that they're oh they're mentally ill yeah so it's a situation where they're put there for their own safety and the safety of everyone else (laughs) but I think the fact that but the fact that they're taking these people in and putting them in this section they have to have some kind of organization because you can't do that stuff without it so Right. right so again I think it's like he Soren's thing is talking the good talk Right. But in reality, you can't run it. You can't run stuff without having some set of organization. So well,
0: like now what, the, what?
2: Oh, go on. No, that's that's I'm good.
0: Okay, now well, let's go and and talk about uh, Mackie. Uh, that's the woman that is um, living with the the Covenant. Um, what more did we learn about her? You get to see her naked. That was cool. She had that big What's mark that? on her back yes yeah yeah so what, what was that was that similar to so like
2: the master chief, master the chief had one
3: yeah exactly they both had it yeah
0: yeah so
2: we got where to did out, it
3: come from is it a
0: birthmark or yeah or was a surgery or or you know by mad scientists or what that's a good question
3: right now we don't have any answers to that we just know they both have a mark yeah,
2: you get yeah. you get the idea that she has respect within the covenants, yeah, and she has because she has an ability to speak to them openly, yeah, freely, yeah.
0: right, yeah, and, she, and she's yelling at one of the leaders of the covenant. I forget that that name of that type of alien in the in the game, but but those are the, like the, one of the bosses, and and she can kind of talk back to them, you know. Well,
3: like they're keeping her on a leash, though, and they did, you know. It, they're gonna let her go, right? Like, she's gonna go look into it, but they didn't want to at first, for sure. Because of her Um, value
2: to them, right? Yeah, their value,
3: but they were saying it's because
0: it's too dangerous. We don't wanna,
3: (laughs) we don't want you (laughs) to get hurt, but you could tell there was definitely more motive behind it than that.
0: Yeah, I think they're still worried that she could betray them or go back and stay with the humans or something too. Yeah. Yeah, because she's kinda, Mm. like, like, um, uh, I don't want. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, free to move, but not free to leave. If that m- makes any sense.
3: Exactly. No, that's Hotel exactly California.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, I was surprised because it said violence and what bad language or something was the was uh, the warning for this episode, but it didn't mention the nudity. I Keep thought it out. was
3: neat when she took off her outfit though. That was just a really cool scene how they did it. Yeah, that. you
0: weren't expecting that. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, was... and the way she did it too. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. almost like artistic. It was kinda interesting. And yeah. I did
2: message you on that, Phil.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did. And you were right. <laughs> yeah, you were right. <laughs> yeah. Um but but um yeah, so I guess she's gonna go back to now the question is is she gonna be betray the the covenant or not? And I I have no idea. I have no idea where that storyline is going to go.
1: Well, I, well first hard... of all, I think they gave a good reason for why she's there. Yep. The, they do establish the covenant has been raiding human colonies for a while. It explains why they would keep her alive when they haven't been sparing any other human. Um, and if it really bothers you, she has now left the Covenant. So by the time you get around to game time, there is no longer a human in with the Covenant. Yeah, there you go. That's true. I mean, no, that, that is that, true. That's yeah, a good that, point.
0: Yeah. Right. If that's yeah. the kind
1: of thing that bothers you.
0: Right, right, right. Because this, yeah, it did a lot of people uh when the first episode came out saying, Who the hell is this human? That doesn't make any sense. The covenant doesn't care about humans. Humans are just in the way. Now yeah. is the covenant I know they're
3: raiding human planets, but are they supposed to be the bad guys quotes around that? No, yeah,
2: they're they're part of the bad guys, but there's a whole other set of bad guys in the flood.
0: Well, right, right. So basically what it is is that the covenant wants to destroy the universe because they believe that, you know, it's like, it's like uh fundamentalist religious people who suicide thinking yeah. that they're going to go to heaven and get 40 brides. So that's what the covenant is like. And so they're bad in the sense that they want to kill everybody and everything. Um, you don't like the, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the flood is another, Is like like Sean mentioned is this symbiotic thing that comes that mutates everything that it touches into like zombies, and that's a that is both against humans and the Covenant. So it affects everybody. So they're they're just uh, a third party that. A, a third enemy, so so it's like a three three a triangle, you know, th- an enemy on
2: each each corner of the triangle, basically. So the humans and the covenant would work together at some points when it suits their ends to fight the flood. Yeah, but even then, and it, that's like an uneasy alliance. Like the moment you get a chance to shoot each other, you do. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: So you, you attack the flood first because the flood
2: are the is, worst.
0: <laughs> are the worst because the flood is like suicidal in other words each piece of it they just send at you so there's these little crawly things that come flying at you and you can just shoot them down and the flood will just keep on sending more and more at you so unlike humans and the covenant they're not trying to survive they're just trying to take you over so everybody turns on the flood first before they would even shoot at the their real enemy, which is either human or covenant, if that makes sense, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so it's like a basically it's a zombie horde, and it, and if if uh you're with an, your enemy and the zombie horde's coming after you, you, you shoot the zombie horde, but then immediately you turn on your enemy right after the zombie horde's gone. Type of thing.
3: But if I, were in, if I were one of the Covenant, the humans would be the bad guys to me, and I'd be wanting to kill yes. all of them.
0: The, they're heretics, aren't they? I think yes. That's actually how you yes. call them, is the heretics. Right, right. But if the Flood wipes the Covenant out, then their plan of, of destroying the universe it's is gone. over. Yes. yes. Except yes. then
2: that the Flood controls the universe, and no one wants that. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: <laughs> so, but you do have a point. Yeah, you would think they still want to get rid of the humans. But again, the humans are just in the way. Yeah, that's it, same, same with 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 the flood everything's just in the way so they don't they hate everybody equally. Everything's in the way for the Covenant.
3: Well, what how do they reason. plan on destroying the universe? I mean, does they get I mean, the halos?
2: You get the halos uh, and they, just, they okay. actually destroy the galaxy or the universe yeah. yeah. set in. Yeah. it's like, like and it resets it, it so. Yeah, it's like it's like um
0: the Death Star times 5000.
2: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty cool. And yeah. so it's basically because the idea was, and I, think, I can't remember if we talked about it last episode, but the Forerunners created the Halos to destroy the Flood, the flood because if, the Flood were the precursors if, who yeah. the Forerunners had uh, done a revolt against and taken control from. And so the, the, the Halos were used to destroy the galaxy or the, the universes where the Flood are because there's no other way to stop them.
0: Right, right. So they were more really? like
2: they were more like um, Doctor Strangelove, where
0: where it was it was the the what was the weapon called in that movie? Uh, Mike, you may know that one. Uh, the Russians, where
1: oh, were I more, don't remember what it's called.
0: Yeah, but it, it's basically if the flood show up, then even if the flood's going to win, if they're not the going to win. The doomsday yeah, device, yeah. Doomsday yeah. Device, so yeah. it's a doomsday, yeah, so the the halos are made as doomsday <laughs> devices, so it's re- it's better to blow up the entire area than let the flood take over, because you become a slave to the flood. So, just blow it up. And so that's now what who the, made halos the halos are. Halos? Uh, the Forerunners. Which is like oh. this... Uh, another the, group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that we never meet, at least in the game show, because they're already so dead. They're the, Yeah, they're so dead. the
2: ones are like thousands of years of, ahead, or like, were before the humans and the covenants.
0: Yeah, and they died out, and no one knows why. We don't know well, if they died out because the flood finally took them over, or if they just died out because they decided to stop having babies or something. I don't know.
2: I think the flood was a, a big, huge part of it.
0: Yeah, okay, so the flood did take uh, – When bastards. The flood, <laughs> a scary as, – as Mike said in the video game, the flood is horror. It's yeah, that's
2: awesome. the great horror aspect oh, to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and the best is when you see like the uh, uh a space marine or a, a elite from the Covenant getting that up, is like, like possessed. Convoluted. Yeah, they they come fly, running after you and you just have to shoot them both down. It doesn't matter if they're if there's Marine or or Covenant. It's yeah, it's pretty mm. scary. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And it's com it's coming because if you uh, the trailer, the second trailer I sent um, sent
2: you the screenshot of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah. So, the, so the the covenant is—I mean, not the covenant. The, the flood is going to show up later in this season, so that'll be interesting.
3: Yeah. So they're really the big, big bad. Yes, <laughs> Covenant's just like the humans. They're like in that same level of power.
0: Yeah, but the, the problem with the covenant is they—they want to suicide and kill everybody. Yeah. So that's the problem. So you can't let them get control of a halo because if they do yeah. then they're just going to blow up that whole section of the galaxy and that's not good so they're insane yeah but you're right the flood is like like you know a bacteria that just comes and, and it's just it's just gonna that's why it's called the flood basically yeah it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome uh anything else we got to talk about this episode anything? Well, we can just, well, just finish fun. up
3: by saying that the final political machinations give uh, Dr. Halsey the ability to do what she wanted to. And she gets yep. one over on the Admiral, and now she's going to go forward with Cortana.
0: And based off of Trailer 3, so for Episode 3 to the Trailer, it looks like Cortana will be making an appearance. So and somehow
3: that's going to interface with Master Chief cuz she's part he's part of her plans right to yeah, to integrate yeah. Cortana with him
0: somehow Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well basically what it is it's it's basically Cortana is a computer program and mm-hmm. he gets to carry her around in a in like this little hard drive like like a thumb drive or something. Uh external hard drive and he can plug it into his his suit Because the suit has a computer. And then when he comes up to like terminals on uh, abandoned spacecrafts and stuff, he can plug her into those terminals and then she can open doors and uh, uh, raise bridges and all these other things. But what they're saying here in this show is that she's going to be also keeping him in check. She's going to take over his mind, mind. like replace his mind. Well, in
1: theory. In theory. Right, yeah, Because in the right. video
0: game, that does not happen. In the video game, they're partners.
1: Yeah, right, so I have a feeling is going to end up being also rebelling or not doing what yeah. she's yeah, supposed Yeah, I to. think that is
3: going to be surprised and she's going to do something that she doesn't expect. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's going to turn out not in the way she
2: thinks.
0: Right, right. Exactly, exactly. If it goes by the video game, Halsey will still have an important enough role. But if it goes by, whoops! Like in it, how it could possibly go in the in the video in in the show, I mean, then it could be like a, a open rebellion against Halsey and the UNSC. But I don't I don't know how it's going to go, or it could be the downfall of Halsey, too, in the show. whereas oh look, your your program didn't work like you had hoped. It's helpful, <laughs> but it still didn't work. Like you, you know, so so it could be something like that where it'll put her in check. Which is all right. It didn't work work as we had hoped, but it's still an important thing. So she'll still have some position, but not as powerful as she thought, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be curious. Um, also, in in the the video games, um, there's a second Cortana, which is called Weapon, and it's just another version of Cortana. It's a it's a another blue um, woman. AI um, that's in the same category, you know. So like, does she it's get like, a
2: different costume? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. She's not as sexy, but she's uh, it's but she still kind of looks like Cortana. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's like the Batman thing getting to have like a thousand costumes. <laughs> this is yeah. good for marketing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um. So yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else do we want to talk?
1: No, I think we're caught up. Like I said, this was really an information episode, I felt. Um, It was a make sure you're clear about where everything is, lay out people's goals to some degree, um, and make sure the audience is clear that we are going to the halo. That is the whole point of the show. The aliens are looking for it. The humans are looking for it. And that's going to get us to where fans want us In theory, to go, I'm going to guess. Yeah, which is leading into the first game.
0: Yeah, Uh, I would, I would agree with that. Um, All right, so let's uh, go around and uh, give our final thoughts on the episode. But uh, before we do that, uh, Mike, you, me, uh, Barrett, and Eric, do another podcast.
1: Uh, Yeah, that that is the. Dark Discussions podcast, which is the mothership podcast for the Dark Discussions Network, uh, where we talk about horror, film, fiction, and all that is fantastic. Uh, That is recorded weekly. There is over 500 episodes already in the can. um, And there's another one coming out any day, and then another one coming out a week after, and then a week after, and a week after, and ad infinitum, because Phil's really good at that indeed and uh barrett me and you and a rotating
0: group of co-hosts do another podcast
3: yes halloween boutique psychotronic reviews um i don't think we've had anything did we have anything last week i don't think we did uh no nothing,
0: nothing got released yet uh possibly this week though
3: oh good yes so we have a bunch of things in the can uh ready to come out probably Uh, And we have some plans for the future, but right now we're working on the Halo podcast, so it's kind of in hiatus
0: until that ends. But but what is the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review podcast all about?
3: Oh, we review genre stuff. Uh, Could be horror, could be sci-fi, could be fantasy. Um, We have theme months. uh, LGBTQ uh, is usually in June. Um, We've done that the last two years. We'll probably be doing it again this year.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's our art house lesbian films, is what we do. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. Uh, so we do all sorts of different things. You're so openly progressive.
0: <laughs> well, well, at least we're not doing uh, grind house lesbian films. We're doing art house lesbian films, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So, yep. You can check that one out. And uh, Mike, me, you, and Eric uh, do another podcast that we just had an uh, episode released. Uh, I think it was Friday. Yeah, yeah it's
1: cinema a la carte. Uh the latest episode was The Edge. Uh this is our non dark discussions podcast where we uh, we basically decided we wanted a, a platform in which we could discuss films that are not horror films, or at least uh even if there's some of them maybe a little adjacent to dark dramas, things like Hostels, um, or The Edge. Um, but we've also done lighter fair like Inside Out and Flash Gordon. Uh and it's really we just go around, take turns picking and choosing uh movies we want to talk about and uh the next up is an Eric Webster film. We just recorded one on the three billboards in, uh, outside being Missouri. And so we got an Eric Webster film coming up, uh, by, from a very f- famous director, although it's actually probably, I would say it's a forgotten film, but it feels like it's a forgotten film, uh, that I'm really looking forward to talking about. Yeah. And that'll nice. be released sometime in the next couple of months.
0: Indeed. Indeed. If, if not, uh, yeah, well, no, technically a couple of months. Yeah, that would be uh, uh, May. So, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, All right, so that's pretty much the cleanup there. One other thing here is uh, discussions at Uh Just email us and put Halo or Cortana or, or Master Chief or something in the title, and we will read your email on this podcast, your thoughts on this series, its differences with the game, uh, anything you like or dislike, uh, things that are expanding on your love of the series or – Negating. We want to hear it. We'll read it on the, the podcast. Also, uh, our podcast here, uh, Cortana's Communique, is the second most Halo uh, podcast on Stitcher based off of uh, what I saw. So that's good. Thank you for the support. Um, well, well, don't
1: worry. We'll chase them away. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah you never know yeah there's there are always people that go oh they suck and,
1: anyway. and look if you're a fan that was disappointed in the first episode i applaud you for sticking with it and giving it a shot let me say that by the way
0: yeah yeah there you go absolutely indeed um and as as you said sean uh the special effects are fantastic it may just be worth watching it for special effects even if it's not doing what you would hope for your love of halo um Alright, so uh, let's get into our final thoughts on this episode here. Uh Once again, this episode uh, was called and I'm going to get that name of it right now. Uh, Unbound, it,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much Sean. So let's start with you. Oh, don't me? Darn it. Um, yeah, no, I actually really liked this episode. Uh I really enjoyed the, kind of the background stuff and um giving a little bit more reveals and uh, Master Chief and his interactions with people. Uh, again, love the uh, special effects, and uh, as I mentioned at the start of the show, love the uh, Tron Legacy Daft Punk aspect to the musical score.
0: Alright, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I mean uh, I'm, I, I would have preferred if they had just jumped right into the middle of the, the the universe like they did in game one of the series, but that's okay. It's given us some feedback and based off of what I see in the trailer and how they're creating things where we're going to be seeing Cartana soon and all this other stuff. uh, It's making me think that um, the last few episodes of the season are going to be pretty awesome. Uh, So I'm looking forward uh, to continue to stick with the series and uh, looking forward to uh, where they go. Uh, Let's go for you, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, for a show that's very talky. Uh there is not a lot of action in it. Uh, I don't even know if there's anything that I would consider action in it. Um except, except
0: for the first 15 minutes of episode 1.
1: Yeah. No, I'm talking about this episode. Oh yeah, nothing.
0: Yeah, it was nothing. Um this feels oh, like except a- for the Except for the maybe the, the meteor thing. That was kind of cool. But anyway, yeah. yeah I but I said
1: this, is, this feels like it was a budget-saving episode, which usually means that they either spent it on the first episode or are saving it for later. Um, I found the episode flew. I was actually really engrossed in the story elements of it, which is, I think, a good sign, right, if you're not being distracted by spectacle and you're still engrossed in the story. Yeah. So, uh, and I think they, it, it has pointed the show in the right direction, and uh, now we just got to make sure they get there.
0: absolutely. Indeed, indeed. Um, And let's go with you, Barrett.
3: Yeah, I really liked the episode. Um, It was good world building, good story. Uh, It kept me engrossed. I was never bored, and I was wanting more. And I thought the soundtrack was really well done and helped keep you in the frame of mind for the scenes that were happening.
0: All right, sounds good. Um, All right, so... um, that's our discussion on episode two, Unbound, uh, directed by Otto Bathurst, written by Kyle Killen and Stephen Kane, March 31st, 2022, when it was released. Uh, next week, uh, we are actually going to release one day later than usual, so we will be releasing our episode Tuesday, the 12th. Uh, so look for our episode on the 12th. Tuesday instead of Monday the 11th due to uh, Sunday bookings uh, that we're, we're going to come up Uh, and we'll discuss the release date pretty much uh, next week for the following and on and on. So you'll all know when to start looking for us. Uh, We will uh, be back next week for sure. Talk about the next episode. And I guess with all that stated, Mike, why don't you lead us out? Uh,
1: Thank you once again for listening to the second episode of, uh, Cortana Communicates, where we discussed episode two of Halo Unbound. Please tune in next week where we discuss episode three.